0: Hello, everybody. This is Jordan Pacheco from the Glad Trad Podcast. I hope you're doing well, and happy feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, I hope you're able to get to mass, and I hope it's a beautiful mass and is full regalia in honor of Our Lady. Um, I'm recording this before mass, so don't worry. I'm not gonna be a ragamuffin today too long. Um, but this morning, uh, I saw an article that I really wanted to just go through because it's very curious. And by curious, I mean, it's it's kind of, it's kind of to be memed a little bit. So um, in the Atlantic, there is an article called how extremist gun culture co-opted the rosary and what really caught my attention besides the oh boy here we go is the tagline or the log line underneath it which is the ar-15 is a sacred object amongst christian nationalists Uh-oh. now radical traditional catholics are bringing a sacrament of their own to the movement um so um, automatically the rosary isn't a sacrament. But I love how the, the tie, and I've been noticing this more, especially on the secular left, right? This tie in of this rise of Christian nationalism. And it's kind of honored that, uh, we traditional Catholics, even if it's a very twisted understanding of what traditional Catholicism is, has uh, is being co-opted into the movement. So I wanted to go through it. I think poke a little bit of fun. The author of this guy named Daniel Pennington. Um, and so before we begin, I just want to, of course, make the cry, um, Obviously, I'm a huge believer that Catholics shouldn't really utilize much social media anyway, but I also don't believe that you should message or threaten or bully or even troll or meme whatever you want to say, uh, people who we might have disagreements with online, I don't think that uh, this guy is particularly malicious I don't even if he was I just don't really condone any sort of interaction. Uh, with people who may be more adversarial um, and so if you're one of those people who just really wants to do the right thing, and I just have to, to tell this guy peace of my mind no, don't do that there's there's absolutely no reason to besides it's going to be hard to because his tweets are protected so it's like you what what's even the point. Um, <laughs> Alright, so also, this is the free article I got from the Atlantic so don't worry i'm not like going behind the payroll and like sharing it with everybody i'm going to go ahead and share my screen a writer based in Toronto, Canada. So, hopefully we can talk a little bit about church burnings and stuff cuz Pope Francis didn't up in the Great White North. Just as the AR15 has become a sacred symbol for Christian nationalists in general, the rosary has acquired a militaristic meaning for radical traditional or rad trad Catholics. Uh-oh. On this extremist fringe, rosary beads have been woven into a conspiratorial politics and absolutist gun culture. These armed radical traditionalists have taken up a spiritual notion that the rosary can be a weapon in the fight against evil and turned into something dangerously literal. well, judging by the last sentence, it must mean that we are sharpening our rosaries and they will be our ninja stars for the upcoming fight. By the way, just in case anyone wanted to know, and it will come up in the article later, as you can imagine, this is my battle rosary. Uh It is gun steel, uh Blue, so uh-oh, looks like I am extremely radicalized and I really do want to go deus volt and take back Constantinople. Which I guess I actually do want to do, now thinking about it, he might be right about that point, which we'll get into later. Um, but I'm not going to go like, just like, you know, push someone off a bridge right now. Their social media pages are saturated with images of rosaries draped over firearms, warriors in prayer, Deus Volt, God wills it, Crusader memes, and exhortations for men to rise up and become church militants. By the way, I, I like doing this. I always like seeing what the uh what is being led to when it comes to like um these other uh, links so you can kind of get a sense of who am I talking to and what do they believe in and this one of course links to an alt-right and medieval religions at the Berkeley Center which doesn't really make a lot of sense because I've never really engaged the alt-right as a bunch of medieval monarchists but here we are Uh, but of course that's Berkeley the Center for Religion Peace and World Affairs ah very official and as for this church militants down here where do we go ah we go to the University of Chicago Divinity School and it talks about what the church militant is and how it's all terrible and whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> Influencers on platforms such as Instagram share posts ref- referencing everyday carry and GAT check. GAT is slang for firearm, just in case you want to know what audiences is skewed for. That includes soldiers, battle beads, ugh, handguns, and assault rifles uh what's an assault rifle daniel tell me one artist posts illustrations of his favorite catholic saints clergy and influencers toting ar-15 style rifles labeled sanctum rosarium alongside violently homophobic screeds that are celebrated by social media accounts with thousands of followers and here we go okay so i said okay let's keep going the theologian and historian massimo faglioni so if you know or faglioni i don't know how to say the last name but it literally translates to maximum beans pretty much uh, right if you if you're on kind of a little more memey catholic channels um this guy's not really uh that great i would say of a theologian or historian but whatever has described a network of conservative catholic bloggers and commentary organizations as catholic cyber militia that actively campaign against lgbtq acceptance in the church Okay, so a couple of things. First off, are we talking about conservative Catholics? Or are we talking about traditional Catholics? Or are we talking about rad trad Catholics? I was under the impression that conservative Catholics and traditional Catholics were something different. But since we're gonna go ahead and quote maximum beans over here, I love it. We go to LaCroix International. By the way, LaCroix International, I want you to remember um, the name of this uh, paper. This is a this is a French paper. No matter the fact that Father James Martin, it automatically links to a thing. With father james martin down here because uh building the bridge and father james martin uh openly advocates for uh, sins that crap for vengeance in the church just in case daniel was ever interested in why uh, catholics are not down to the whole lgbtq thing it's because we love sinners and we hate sins we don't want people to go to hell over um their proclivities to sin this would extend not just to things like um same-sex attraction this would extend to people who are fornicators um Heterosexual fornicators, pornographers, drunkards. There's a whole list. Uh, St. Paul's very, very nice about giving us a list. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're not gonna get into maximum beams right now. LaCroix International, that's what I was gonna talk about. LaCroix is a it was a French paper. They were advocating for something recently that was not very good, but you can kind of go ahead and just see what they um you can kind of see what they what they do right so i'm not going to get into them but they're just like the national catholic reporter aka the national catholic distorter stay away from lacrox international unless you're going to of course buy the beverage moving right along um these rad trad rosaries weapon memes represent a social media diffusion of such messaging and they work to integrate ultra conservative catholicism with other aspects of online far-right culture I love the extremist language that we're all using everything is far right everything's extremist everything is ultra um what's the difference between a rad trad and a traditional Catholic I don't know maybe one posts a meme more than the other one according to Daniel I think they're all the same uh the phenomenon might be tempting to dismiss as mere trolling or merchandising because for the most part it is and ironical provocations based on traditional Catholic symbols do exist But the far right's constellations of violent, racist, and homophobic online milieus are well documented for providing a pathway to radicalization and the real world terrorist attacks. So again, people need to do their research real quick. When I was a young man, which means I was in 2014, 15, and 16, I was very much involved in... The, the intrigue, the difference of what was called the alt light and the alt right. Um, one of the best articles on the alt right, of course, was written by Miley Yiannopoulos, who was on Breitbart at the time, which was a uh, something, what is it, a crash a conservative crash course to the alt right or something like that. Really, really great article. Um, but it's really funny because everything is far right now, even though um, an alt right and all this other kind of crud. But generally speaking, because we have the names and figures of people who subscribe to particular sorts of uh, ideologies that doesn't exist and now let's tie back to my boys which are conservative or not conservative catholics though those are my people hello people but let's tie that back to um traditional catholics who tend to not be christian nationalists they don't tend to put america above everything lately we've not been american exceptionalists by a long shot we're extremely critical of america usually in f- in foreign affairs right ukraine syria afghanistan iraq they tend to be isolationists. And they also tend to be monarchists. So we're dealing with political ideologies that are just so foreign to secular democracies like we have today that I don't think that that's being reprised. And obviously, there's not really a lot of evidence, I would say, to support what exactly he means by traditional Catholics. Real quick, I just want to point out this one. This online milieus are well documented, which links to a New Yorker article, so you can see where we're going. Online spaces that enable mass shooters. Um, None of these mass shooters have been traditional Catholics, now have they? So that's kind of a big conflation. We may want to take back Constantinople one day in an organized crusade by the Holy Father. That's a joke, Daniel. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, But are we going to actually go up there and shoot up a Planned Parenthood? No, we don't do this. By the way, when are we going to talk about the fact that our churches in Canada are being burned down and our churches here and our pregnancy centers here are being firebombed? Huh. Kind of funny how that works. The rosary in these hands is anything but holy. But for millions of believers, the beads, oh gosh, don't call them just beads, which provide an Ooh, that's that's French because he's sophisticated and uh, an aide memoir for a sequence of devotional prayers are a widely recognized symbol of Catholicism and a source of strength. That's true. That's very, that's a good sentence that is true. Uh, <laughs> and many take genuine sustenance from Catholic theology's concept of the church militant and the tradition regarding the rosary as a weapon against Satan. As Pope Francis said in a 2020 address, there is no path to holiness without spiritual combat, and Francis is only one of many church officials who have endorsed the idea of the rosary as an armament in that fight. Um. Well, looks like we had a decent paragraph that's nice. <laughs> Just teasing. In mainstream Catholicism, the rosary as weapon is not an intrinsically harmful interpretation of the sacramental, and the symbolism has a long history. In the 1930s and 40s, the ultramontane Catholic student publication Jesse Edudante Catholic I don't know I don't speak French regularly used the concept to rally the faithful. Um, yes, of course. By the way, yes, of course. Like there are people who like put rosary beads on their firearms. This isn't exactly weird if you actually get the concept of what's happening here. But the modern radical traditionalist Catholic movement, which generally rejects the Second Vatican Council's reforms, kind of a weird aside, but okay, uh, is far outside the majority opinion of the Roman Catholic Church in America. Well, if you want the majority Catholic Church in opinion uh, in America, it's not very it's not very light when it comes to uh, the practices such as a rosary or the doctrines or dogma of the church, I suppose. But when you wanna actually get a consistency of what Catholics believe and how they believe it, yeah i would probably recommend traditional catholicism funny weird thing also i love this modern radical traditionalist catholic movement so when did the radical traditionalist catholic movement become modern vatican ii is a modern council it only happened 70 years ago but i love how how so what again what makes a radical traditionalist different from a traditionalist what does it mean to uh reject the vatican council's reforms and uh we have an Encyclopedia Britannica thing on the church since Vatican II. And I don't know if you can see, but here's a nun down here who clearly doesn't have her habit on. So that's called I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm just teasing, I'm not actually that up This is I and mean, this is kind of a silly article, as you can kind of tell. Um, many prominent Catholic bishops advocate for gun control. And after Uvalde school shooting, Bishop Daniel Flores of Brownsville, Texas lamented the ways that some Americans uh, Sacralize deaf instruments. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would extreme extent. I don't think that guns are like the be all, end all, end all. But what's funny is that. I thought the message from the Uvalde school shooting despite the fact that there might be some questions on how did you acquire so much hardware working part time at Wendy's. But I thought that kind of the big thing was that the police, the government, the cavalry isn't coming for you and they're certainly not coming to save your children. And that if you try to take matters into your own hands for the sake of your family, the government, the police, the cavalry might very well stand in your way, I thought that was maybe something to explore a little bit but not nah, we just need more gun control, of course, thanks um militia culture a fetishism of western civilization and masculinist anxieties masculinist anxieties have become mainstays of the far-right u.s and rad trad catholics have now taken up residence in this company okay a couple of things first off number one militia culture we ha- literally it says in our second amendment we fought an entire revolution to say the idea of a well-regulated militia will not the right of the people to bear arms will not be infringed so this isn't a fetishism of western culture part of the reasons why all these other countries fall so quickly to extremist ideologies is because they don't have the means to defend their freedoms their god-given rights uh you know and again i'm not like the most american american that ever exists i'm not an american exceptionalist although i might have considered myself one in 2015 at least i was interested in people who said that they were american exceptionalists um but now i'm 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 a freaking monarchist like i'm i'm legitimately the oldest method of political and cultural thought there could be it's not a far right thing that's that's a goalpost move right i'm like everyone's grandpa now who's like you know the problem is that the uh that they dissolved the uh they dissolved the austrian empire for the sake of of liberal democracy people are like what are you even talking about old man um Their social media accounts commonly promote accelerationist and survivalist content. That just means like people who are like, yeah, it's gonna end and it's just a matter of time, which is legitimately how every empire falls. I don't see how that's particularly controversial. Um, And also survivalist content. Yeah, it's good to know that you like, especially because um, we've seen power grid failures in in Texas and in California, Uh, we've seen the price of food and gasoline go up. Is it really that far fetched to just have a little bit of preparedness today? Is it really that crazy? along with combat medical and tactical training, as well as memes depicting balaclava clad gunmen uh, that draw on terror wave and wavecore aesthetic that is popular in far right circles. That last part I take a major contention with. Um, oh, and of course it links to a Vice article, so you can kind of tell what his things are. Warcore, that's an interesting word. Warcore is a new streetwear. Gotcha. Hey, um, Daniel, another Vice article, lovely. Hey, listen, I know this is going to sound crazy to you, but it's very clear that you have inhabited a lot of traditional Catholic circles and memes and groups, because we don't do the whole balaclava clad gunman thing. We'll get later into crusader memes, which you better believe we do. But the whole balaclava clad thing, that is not a traditional Catholic thing. That's not really a, that's not a Western Catholic thing at all. Um, We'd much prefer our soldiers looking way more 1900s old timey or Napoleonic old timey and have our rosaries, but we don't believe in this like weird terror wave or war core thing. What are you talking about? But again, you'll notice that it's not really about rad trads. See, this whole last couple of or this last paragraph is entirely designed to tie in traditional Catholics with the far right, whatever that means nowadays. He's not specifying what we mean. Are we talking about the alt right? Right are we talking about Jared Taylor and Richard Spencer are we t- who are we talking about we're not talking about Charles clone monarchists are we um yikes like such networks radical traditional catholics sustained their own cottage industry of goods and services that reinforces the radicalization rosaries are commonly or i'm sorry rosaries are common among the merchandise on offer some made of cartridge casings yo based and complete with gun metal finished crucifixes uh oh uh oh rad trad jordan over here look at this look how good of a rosary it is because we're literally it is our actual tool to fight against the devil that's why we also because we're boys guns guns look cool daniel i don't know if anyone told you this um <laughs> that sounds so mean. I'll get a drink with you we'll come down from Toronto. eh? We'll have some fun. Um, some made from cartridge casings and complete with gunmetal finished crucifixes. One Catholic online store which describes itself as dedicated to offering battle ready products and manuals to stand firm against the tactics of the devil, a New Testament reference very really kind thank you for that uh sell replicas of rosaries issued to american soldiers during the first world war as combat rosaries i know exactly what he's talking about here these guys are my absolute heroes shout out to battle rosaries that's this puppy right here the combat rosary uh such a cool thing look at this stuff it's awesome it just looks good and look what it says it says spiritual ammo um but man it's a it was a good looking rosary that's just a work of art people uh, i don't know how anyone could hate that honestly Uh, In 2016, the Pontifical Swiss Guard accepted a donation of combat rosaries during a ceremony at the Vatican. Their commander described the gift as the most powerful weapon that exists on the market. That is so completely true, though. This, outside of the mass, is our most powerful tool to combat evil. It doesn't mean we're going around whacking people in the head or in their ovaries with it, but it means that this, this I I ascribe to the reason Roe v. Wade got overturned. And I think what's interesting about this article is we're getting a sense that uh, the secular left is beginning to understand that actual Catholics are still in the fight. And uh, that accounts for something. Because after Roe v. Wade got overturned, how much hate was put on uh, uh, Comey and, and the other Catholic justices? Because it's a very, very Catholic meddling with the state thing. Moving on. The militarism also glorif- uh, glorifies a warrior mentality and notions of manliness and male strength. Oh man, he's gonna hate when you read St. Paul. He's gonna hate it. This conflation of the masculine and the military is rooted in wider anxieties about Catholic manhood. The idea that it is in crisis. The idea that it is in crisis has some currency among senior figures and lay organizations. While it is in crisis, um, and I'm glad that some senior church figures and lay organizations are worried about it, I think if you just took a a general look at the Roman Curia, you can kind of tell that we have an issue of being light in the loafers. I think if you can look at the issue of the widespread of pornography and divorce and a lot of young men not having fulfillment in their life, I think that that is a wider crisis of Catholic masculinity and masculinity at large. There are entire reports about um young men young boys being placed on Ritalin because they were boisterous and it turns out that that was not the right diagnosis um so yeah I, I think that it'd be fair maybe to be a little anxious about some of these things I also think that we don't need to go overboard on it like get married stop looking at pornography go to the gym eat healthy smoke a pipe live your life right pray hope and don't worry it's Padre Pio says that that is legitimately the the, the solution to our crises of masculinity Go to the church. Um, embrace the sacraments, right? Go to the traditional Latin mass. Don't go to a don't go to a soy boy nor's order when I'm sorry, there are some of those out there, aren't there? Um anyway, let's keep going. In 2015, Bishop Thomas Olmstead of Phoenix issued an apostolic exhortation calling for the renewal of traditional conceptions of Catholic masculinity titled Into the Breach. A pretty good video, by the way, uh which led the Knights of Columbus, an influential fraternal order, to produce a video series promoting Olmsted's ideas. Yeah, if you haven't seen these videos, yeah, I think that if you're kind of struggling with these things, I think that would be a good resource. Ah, but but this this is sounding way too positive. We have to get back. But among traditional Catholic men, such concerns take an extremist turn, rooted in fantasies of violently defending one's family and church from marauders. Um okay, so gonna gonna leave that one there. I would just like to say also, our churches are being firebombed and burned right now, so it's not really that far-fetched. Now, I wouldn't say we should fantasize about taking life and violence. I don't think that that's really the Catholic way. The Catholic way is one of defense. Our Lord himself says that we uh, we must love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us, which is why Catholics, whenever our churches and pregnancy centers are firebombed, don't go back and firebomb abortion centers because we understand that the victory we got in Roe v. Wade was because of the rosary. It was because of the spiritual realities, right? Not the physical realities. And it is by grace of God that we've not escalated to a point on our side where there's a lot more Catholics who say we just need to go over there and, and break their stuff. That is not the Catholic way. That is certainly not the traditional Catholic way. You would know this if you inhabited like talk to maybe like five traditionalists, honestly. The rosary as weapon also gives rad trad Catholic men both a distinctive signifier within Christian nationalism and a sort of membership pass to the movement. Uh, (laughs) Oh, we'll get into this in a second. Again, like, what are you talking about with Christian nationalism? Who here puts the state above the church as a as a traditional Catholic? As the sociologist Andrew L. Whitehead and Samuel L. Perry note in Taking Back America for God, Christian Nationalism in the United States, that's a book, by the way, um, Catholics used to be regarded as enemies by Christian nationalists, and they still are. And anti-Catholic nativism runs deep in American history. It very much does. Today, Catholics are a growing contingent of Christian nationalism. Okay, well, what kind of Catholics again? in the circles I inhabit, it's not weird. I have star-spangled crown sitting on my on my shelf right here, which talks about the restoration of what an American monarchy would look like. That's that's not quite putting American values with a sort of church influence. It, it's a very different kind of thing. Again, we're talking about such a classical idea here that for people who can only understand the contemporary left-right, Republican-Democrat, liberal-conservative dichotomy, far-right, no such thing as a far-left dichotomy, it's, it's too novel, it literally is like your grandma talking. <laughs> um, helping unite these formal rivals is a quasi theological doctrine of what Perry and another sociologist, Philip S. Uh, Gorski, have called righteous violence, righteous violence against political enemies regarded as demonic or satanic. Um, oh, I love how this links to uh, a bookshop, which is the flag of the cross. Uh, no, thank you. How white Christian nationalism and the threat to American democracy, yeah, this is why, again, traditional Catholics don't tend to be a part of this, because first off, a lot of traditional Catholics. I don't know if you noticed me and Rudy, by the way, uh, but we don't tend to be white. Fun fact of the day. Um, in fact, congratulations to Rudy, because since he married a white woman, uh, he has he has reduced the gene pool. So I'm sure that he definitely lost his card into the white Christian nationalism and the threat to American democracy. Well, we're a republic. We haven't been a democracy, but democracy is not an, an ultimate good. In fact, I'd argue that democracy has kind of been pretty soy lately. Don't you agree? regarded as demonic or satanic be they secularists progressives or Jews well what's a secular pro- usually related or Jews I love how the Jews is thrown in here. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a couple memes on Jews, um, I, I don't tend to do the whole Jew hatred thing but i'm also not one of those believers that Israel has to be protected at all costs. Apparently that's an anti Semitic statement I don't think it is I just, you know, I just would rather restore the Holy Roman Empire and be done with it. Uh, by it, I mean you know uh, tangling in foreign affairs, not the entirety of the Jewish people God bless them God loves them and they're going to convert to the fullness of the Roman ch- of, of, the, of the Catholic Church at the end of, of the time so that's really, really cool and I can't wait to welcome them all as brothers. The hostility towards liberalism and secularism inherent in traditional Catholicism uh, that's true there is a natural hostility towards these very dumb theories uh, is also pronounced within Christian nationalist circles. Uh, Yeah, probably, that, that might be a kindred spirit. No longer stigmatized by evangelical nationalists, c- Catholic imagery now blends freely with staple alt-right memes, there it is, that romanticize ancient Rome or, or idealize the traditional patriarchal family. Yeah, it's not controversial to have a share of families. Look at this. Learn, speak, act, liberal arts in the moment. Classics in the alt-right, historizing visual rhetorics of white supremacy. So again, This part here is a problem. This is not a traditional Catholic thing. It doesn't make any sense. By the way, just in case anyone thinks I'm crazy thinking about this, consider when the Spanish stepped off their boats and saw all these pretty little native women lying around, some of it was absolutely horrible and and genocidal and everything, but not all of it was. And this became such a thing that the Pope issued the fact that if you um, if you have children with a native woman, you must acknowledge those children as your own. The Catholic Church has never had a problem with this idea of peoples not being humans because they look different. That'd be stupid. So how could you argue white supremacy in a Catholic Church? How can you argue white supremacy when legitimately the most Catholic places in the world are South and Central America? Which is i guess losing a little bit to evangelicalism but we'll talk about that later how can you talk about white supremacy in traditional catholicism if it's very clear that i think traditional catholics would be much more happy with the african church running the roman curia as opposed to the german church so it must be something much deeper than skin color must it huh some doctrinal differences and divisions remain many radical traditional catholic men maintain the hardline position that other forms of christianity are heretical um that's because that's that's true and hold that Catholics alone adhere to the one true church that's true that's called it's a dogma uh Daniel it's called extra ecclesia no salus it means outside the church has no salvation this doesn't mean that invincible ignorance doesn't exist that is to say that someone who through no fault of their own has no way to understand the fullness of the truth in Christ the example we use is what do you say to a native uh in the Americas circa 500 AD there's simply no way and the answer is that God who exists outside the sacraments and God who exists outside the church may be able to save that person if they are following the natural law. We we don't know how that judgment will look like. We know that everyone in heaven is a Catholic, but that doesn't mean that everyone on earth necessarily uh, started out as a Catholic. But again, this is just a possibility. This isn't saying that there's a pass. If someone is to be saved outside the Catholic church, it's not because of the other religious ideas that they inhabited, right? It's not because they were a good Muslim or a good Lutheran. It's because of the natural law of Christ and the illumination of His truth living within them. So, um, right, it, it's a little, it's a little. The, the 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 short end of it, the easy thing is just become a Catholic and live the life of sacramental grace, die in a state of grace, right? Oh, work your, off your salvation of fear and trembling, and this is how you can see heaven as a guarantee, right? Christian nationalism's nativism and its predilection for Great Replacement Theory mm, alienates some radical traditional Catholics who are not white or who are not born in the United States and deep veins of anti-Catholicism persist among far-right Protestants. Oh gosh okay yes I would say that uh, again Great Replacement Theory which is the idea um well I mean I'm not even gonna explain it you all know it you guys are clearly plugged into the internet but obviously um, yeah, it's not really a very Catholic thing. I don't think you can really find a lot of argument for unless you're becoming a Catholic nationalist or, or, or which is a, a Catholic, but I'm going to be an Americanist, right? I'm going to be a good citizen, a good patriot. And this is what the makeup of the country needs to look like. I could care less what it looks like, not just because I'm black, but because I'm much more interested in what goes on in people's heads and in people's souls. I'm much more interested in everyone in the world coming to the fullness of the truth than I am everyone looking a particular way. And as we talked about with David Gray, race doesn't even exist biblically it doesn't make any sense so let's keep going yet the convergence with Christian Nash or within Christian nationalism is cemented in common causes such as hostility towards abortion right advocates. Uh, <laughs> the pro-choice protests that followed the leaked early draft of the supreme court decision in Dobbs v jackson's women's health organization which overturned Roe v Wade led to a profusion of social media posts on the far right fantasizing about killing activists such uh, and such forums responded to pride month this year with extremist homophobic and transphobic groomer discourse okay couple of things Daniel just in case we need to Clear them out. First off, uh, media matters for America. Oh yeah, Twitter should follow Reddit's lead and take action against groomer smears. It okay. So the reason why I click on these things is you want to see who uh, who is writing this and what do they link and what do they think is actually true. And so I love the groomer smear one right here. By the way, if those don't know, people who think that you shouldn't sexualize children. Um, uh, who don't like that kind of stuff call people who do generally sexualize children as groomers if you notice during uh, pride month, there are a lot of kids. Who were allowed to see the most lewd things happening in drag shows they were allowed to they were allowed in pride parades to dance on stripper poles and stuff and the parents were just cheering them on we've seen all this. Uh, pornographic material removed from public schools, oh, but it promotes acceptance and these kinds of things. It's pornography. It doesn't belong anywhere near school. Five year olds who cannot determine if they're a flower or a dog that day, probably have no business determining their sexuality. Fun fact of the day. But again, if you are somehow if you come call people who advocate for this stuff groomer, you're being anti LGBTQ. I love it. I love how I love how a decade ago, we could have envisioned this. And now this is a very transphobic and extremist I love extremist homophobic. So what makes of Daniel, what makes a normal thing homophobic but what's an extremist homophobic discourse um now back to uh, earlier here it talks about how there's this open hostility towards pro-abortion rights advocates we weren't the ones in the streets burning down clinics and stuff, Daniel. It seems to me like all the pro-abortion peoples decided to first stalk and threaten violence against Supreme Court justices, actually advocate for the destruction of the United States government in the way of overturning of the Supreme Court, abolishing the Supreme Court, packing the Supreme Court. Oh, and not to mention, there are legitimately open threats against Catholic churches. There are people here in Denver, There's a girl who vandalized the Cathedral Basilica and also interrupted a mass And she's been charged, uh, she's been charged for these sorts of things. So where exactly are all the traditional Catholics who are out here advocating for violence? Let's not talk about that though. Let's not talk about the actual violence that happens and the actual advocation of violence that happens when it comes from the left, when it comes from the monarchy right. Oh, oh, that's just a big problem when they want to make a meme or say, Hey, please don't, uh, don't have kids pull dance. That's not cool. Honestly, these people are unbelievable. Uh, Rad Trad networks are also involved in organizing rosary branded events that involve weapons training, so I love this right, this is a really intriguing sentence Rad Trad networks Rad Trad. uh, Are also Daniel you should watch our video by the way the myth of the Rad Trad I think that might help you a little bit Um, are also involved. (laughs) It sounds so mean i'm sorry. God forgive me i'm just i'm just i'm just playing this guy can take it he's writing for the Atlantic right I'm not I'm not said anything against him i'm just saying it's not it's not very good. Uh, networks are also involved in organizing rosary branded events that involve weapons training. I would love to go to one of these things I don't think it's wrong to have a bunch of Catholics training in failings together It's what we've been doing for longer than America has been around longer than you and I have been around Daniel but uh, where do we go for these kind of things i'm very curious okay. Catholics are taught to love and forgive their enemies. This is true. That to do otherwise is a sin. That is true. But the extremist understanding of spiritual warfare overrides that command. Does it? Does it, Daniel? Do you really find people who genuinely don't rejoice when somebody turns from their sin and embraces the fullness of the truth of Christ? Uh, To do battle with Satan, whose influence in the world is, according to Catholic demonology, real and menacing, is to deploy violence for deliverance and redemption. Beg your pardon. What do you mean violence, Daniel? What do you mean, in order to combat Satan, whose presence is real and menacing, we have to deploy violence for deliverance and redemption. These are very particular words you've selected here, and there's absolutely nothing behind them to support them. So what exactly do you mean? The battle beads culture of spiritual warfare permits radical traditional Catholics literally to demonize literally to demonize. This links to another Atlantic article, ah, but I'm, I'm out. So I can't even read uh, what it is. Uh, oh, wait up here. This is evangelical church pastors, political radicalization. That's what this article's little heading up here says. Uh, if that's an evangelical thing, why are you talking about it in regards to radical traditional Catholics? Why are you talking about something with evangelicals to Catholics? And by the way, I will say to be fair yes there's an element of the demonic behind actual child sacrifice and killing why is this controversial the church of satan put up a tweet when roe v wade was overturned saying that abortion is a sacrament to the church of satan and if you want an abortion just join so how can you be like pinning that this weird battle bead spiritual warfare culture where we actually are seeing a demonic influence we're seeing a demonic element inside the actual killing of children I don't want children offered to Moloch. Why is this such a controversial thing? I don't want kids dancing on stripper poles. I don't want kids being exposed to pornography. I don't want kids being groomed by all these wibbly wobbly weird people in public schools. Why is this so controversial? This would have been controversial a decade ago, but now this is a all far right positions. Um, but again, this is what I love. I love when, when uh, when journalists do this kind of thing, right? Where they go, okay, I clicked on your link, it leads to a different subculture, but because they're somewhat related, I can make a stretch that says radical traditional Catholics and somebody who isn't able to discern this is going to take that hook, line and sinker. That's not good journalism, that's poor journalism. I think this whole article has been an example of poor journalism. Anyway, to demonize their political opponents and regard to the use of armed force against them as sanctified, again, look at this in the last two sentences sentences here we've had a lot of very particular catholic words that have absolutely no reason for being there we've had deliverance redemption we've had sanctified who is saying that armed? who is saying right now that armed resistance armed fighting armed violence against political people who advocate for abortion is actually now sanctified it's your god-given duty to go out and shoot people Who is saying this, Daniel? I've inhabited a lot of different circles. I've inhabited a lot of different circles in traditional Catholicism. I've left some groups, I've gone into some groups. We're about to start a Telegram channel. I I would offer you to join, but I don't think it'd be very good for you. Uh, I just think it'd be kind of a little dank, a little too dank for for this kind of normy writing. Um, But this is really, really important to me where's your sources for such a thing that's an extraordinarily bold statement i would like you to be able to tell me who's doing this instead of just some evangelicals i can't even read about uh saying that there's a demonic element here the sacramental rosary isn't just a spiritual weapon but one that comes with physical ammunition that's a very nice end sentence but um it's not been proven all you've proven thus far is that there are catholics who uh who talk about uh restoration of culture. They don't want to hang out with people who think that sodomy should be celebrated or that children ought to be sexualized. Uh, They think that the church is the one true church and sometimes they put rosary beads on their guns, but they're not terrorists, right? Uh, Traditional Catholics aren't committing terrorist attacks or acts of violence. That's y'all's people, not ours. And then of course he's a writer in uh, Toronto, Canada. Look, the reality of the world is one of spiritual warfare. And what's good about this article, I'm gonna talk about the positive of this article, is that I think that the secularist left and even the secularist right, the materialists across the whole of our contemporary political, social and cultural plane are beginning to understand that the methods of how culture has conducted itself for a long time aren't working anymore. And I think that some of them are so terrified by the idea of traditional Catholics because um, They are a small subculture that's loud, but also they're a self-insulating subculture. Traditional Catholics want to live around other traditional Catholics. We want a Benedict option, essentially, right? We will take our kids out of public schools, right? We will walk away from liberal and poor masses. We will stop reading The Atlantic and watching Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or what have you. We'll stop reading The New York Times and The Washington Post and Salon and all those other places. We'll build our own societies, And by the way, they'll be good societies, because we've been legitimately doing it for thousands of years. We don't need the, the secular liberal democracies that we've been stuck in in the last 300 years. There are older ideas that maybe just have to be given another go. I would say that these things can be accomplished without violence. And what I'm worried about is I do think there's a legitimate persecution of the Catholic faith, certainly in the public sphere, but it's moving into the private sphere as well. If you want to be a Catholic politician, you'll be questioned by uh your your beliefs when it comes to sitting on the Supreme Court, or if you're a member of the Knight of Columbus. Uh you'll be celebrated, you'll be called a good Catholic by even popes, by the way, if you don't subscribe to the dogmas, doctrines, and teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. For whatever reason, the the American thinks that they can be a, a, a Catholic who advocates for pornography, abortion, contraception divorce, all these other sorts of things, and you could be a good Catholic, you could still receive communion. Uh, The Americans are, I think Americans are split, right? There are those who are clearly more the German church, which means that they're just Protestants. And there are those I think are really trying to get back to the element of what the faith is. And the rosary is our guide through this thing. The The reason why the rosary is good to lead with, I don't care if we put it on our guns and stuff. I mean, gosh, we're human beings. Maybe we just, especially as guys, maybe we just find that stuff is cool. Kind of a novel thought, isn't it? but um but there's a good reason why we should say that this is our most powerful weapon the moment that we lose saying that the rosary is the most powerful weapon it's a very very unfortunate time for the church this was dropped daniel if you want to know about the reforms of the second vatican council if we would have gone through the 60s and 70s and finally uh, restored a bit in the reign of john paul ii but if we would have gone through um the rosary eucharistic adoration scapular the other sacramentals they were dropped they were completely forgotten about. The tabernacle was pushed to a separate Eucharistic chapel for adoration, not upon the altar. People lost their faith in the million. They were scandalized. And by the way, now we're 70 years onward from the council. We're 70 years onward from the sexual revolution. We're 70 years onward from the upheaval of last uh, century. And people are miserable. People aren't happy because people are living as materialists. And the Catholic Church, especially here in America, has lived too long as materialists. Sometimes they sprinkle in a light sacramental reality. But the reason why a lot of people are finding joy, not just solidarity, not just dank dank memes, but actual joy in traditional Catholicism is because they understand what their soul was made for. They understand deeply the sacramental realities which exist around each and every one of us. And it may result in statements that are so foreign the contemporary American ear that we don't know what to do with them. It's very casual for Catholics to talk about the church militant. It's very casual for Catholics to talk about spiritual warfare. It's very casual for Catholics to talk about mortification. If you notice on every single rosary, well, not every single rosary, but if you notice on the vast majority of rosaries, what do we have? But well, we have a corpus. It's an extro- Look at how it's an extraordinarily violent and morbid thing to look at if you don't know what you're looking at. I'm looking at the ultimate sacrifice of love right here. The corpus is Christ, God incarnate himself, Jesus crucified for you and for me, for everybody in the world, that we may come to a fullness of the truth, that we may come to a knowledge of him and his father through the Holy Spirit. That is what the symbol of the Catholic faith is. Of course, it's going to, therefore, it it should be good. Traditional Catholics, this is a badge of honor article because I'm happy that, secularists, materialists, believers in liberals, Western democracies look at traditional Catholicism and get really, really worried because that is the system which they broke away from. And it's not just manifesting in the political sphere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, to be a, a good traditional Catholic doesn't mean you have to have a monarch, right? You can be a good traditional Catholic in, in many different forms of government. It's not a matter of politics. And that's something that I don't think the materialists of today really understand. I think that we've hollowed out our own culture so much that unfortunately for a lot of people, the culture, the fight between the, the left and the alt right, and, and the conservatives and liberals and Democrats and Republicans, that's all that remains. Politics is downstream from culture, but if you have absolutely nothing left in the cultural bank, no wonder we've reduced politics as our sacrament, right? No wonder this article talks about all the leftist talking points that should unite us all as Americans. Well, the problem with traditional Catholics, rad-trads, is that they're homophobic, they're transphobic, they're isolationist, right? They they believe that the world's going to end or society's going to collapse. They'd rather focus in, they'd rather have firearms training, they'd rather have a a patriarchal family system. And the answer is, all of these things sound extreme because we've so hollowed out our culture. But a lot of these things are just the common ways that every single culture has conducted itself for thousands of years. That is all a Catholic wants to do in the political sphere. Honestly, like I, you know, after the 2020 election, I haven't voted since. Why would I? If I if I believe, and this I love how he talks about conspiratorial politics, but generally think about this, right? If I believe that the 2020 election was stolen, I'm not gonna vote for a hot second. But you know what I am gonna do? I'm going to focus way more in on my community. And my community should be based around my church. It's the old medieval view of things. And it's easy to go, oh, well, it's all just hate blogging and stuff like that. But I don't think you've ever sat down with a beer or a pipe smoke with Catholics who genuinely love Christ and are worried about what, what future there will be for their children because the ship is going down, guys, right? If anyone thinks the American experiment is gonna last forever and ever, a lula, a lula, amen, nah, we're kidding ourselves. That's just the nature of empire. And if we don't start thinking, what kind of societies do we want to build? What kind of society should we be allowed to build? That is, that is what the heart of the American experiment is, then we're going to keep finding ourselves in these unnecessary battles. It is by grace of God Roe v. Wade was overturned. It is by grace of God there are entire states where to kill a child is an offense. It's a terribly difficult thing to do. And it's very sad in contrast when there are states where killing a child has been enshrined, essentially. Um, but I think that as we kind of see everything come apart, right, as we kind of see what the natural conclusion of a secularist, materialist society is, it's very good that we as Catholics can bound, bind together around the symbols and the sacramentals and the sacraments that our ancestors have for thousands of years. That is what makes me a glad trad, right? I don't think any position I hold is particularly radical. I think a lot of it is well thought out. I think a lot of it also is just the natural concurrence of history, right? How do I want my children? What's an optimal way to raise my kids? Hey, can you please not sexualize kids? Ah, well, groomers transphobic, Jordan. Whatever, only groomers would say that. I mean, and honestly, traditional Catholic, this is all I'm saying to you. There comes a point where it's not worth it to make memes or responses or anything. It's just worth it to live as your ancestors lived. Let the weight of history take its course. Let the truth of Christ's church take its course. Settle down, find your vocation, married life, the priesthood, whatever it is. Get married if that's your choice. Have a family, you know? Want for nothing extravagant. Do not be envious of your neighbor's goods. Do not covet your neighbor's wife. Do not kill, do not steal, do not blaspheme. Right? Honor thy father and mother. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Do not place any gods before the Lord God. Follow the Ten Commandments. Right? Uh, Don't commit adultery. Don't do it. Uh, Do these things. Live a life of charity, of sacramental grace, of joy in your soul. Be a glad trad. Don't be a mad trad. And I think that you are going to see that our adversaries, our enemies, even our friends will be completely confounded by just how much beauty there can be. I'm going to close with this thought. It's really interesting to me that there are so many martyrs who went up to the scaffold, went up to the guillotine, were fed to lions, were crucified, were flayed alive, had their throats slit. A very, very violent faith are we. Persecution all the way. I am worried that that persecution, is already here, but I think it's only going to get worse. It has to get worse. Because with this element of spiritual warfare, I think Satan knows that we're on the cusp of something great. We're on the, the, the cusp of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, Father uh, Michelle Rodrigue talks about, if you, if you believe in, in, in visions and these sorts of things. Um, but it's not going to be easy, right? The third secret of Fatima might be playing out in real time, right? It's not going to be easy. But Christ did not call us to have an easy life. Christ calls us, in fact, to suffer in this life for the joys of the next life. That is why Christians will always and should always be extremists to the world. Because the world, flesh, blood, material, that's all there is, the materialists, an article like this makes them worry. They go, "Uh uh-oh, these people are getting radicalized. But if you actually sit down and and talk to why we do the things that we do, I think it's because um, God has given us our lives. He's given us rights. He's given us uh, freedoms. and. He has given us the freedom to serve him, and he's given us a freedom to walk apart from him. God, when we are married, binds us to a sacramental reality so deep as my marriage that my soul is entwined with my wife. And if in God's providence, children are entrusted to that couple, that is the obligation of mother and father, but especially the father to lead his children to lead his wife to heaven. We will be judged on how good or how bad our vocations went. We will be judged on how good or how bad sacramental grace was in our soul. Did we live a life of charity and love? Did we receive baptism? Did we receive communion? Did we go to confession? Did we learn about our faith? Did we pray with the saints, right? Did we pray to the Virgin Mary? Did we, did we love our spouses? Did we leave a life for this world? Or did we lead a life for the next world? That's what we're we are going to be judged about, and it should, take us, uh, it should make us very happy to see that, that the secular world, the materialist world, the atheistic world is starting to pay attention, because that means that Christ's truth is rolling, and that means that Christ's truth, at the end of the day, by grace of the Immaculate Heart, will triumph. Let's close. Maybe you can grab your rosary hand. Let's close with an Ave. So let's, let's close for peace in the world, right? Let's close for the Immaculate Heart to triumph, for everyone to come to a fullness of the truth. In nomine patris filia, spiritus sancti, amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, dominus tecum, benedicta tun mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, matu oro ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri, amen. Our Lady of the Assumption, pray for us. In nomine patris filia, spiritus sancti, amen. God bless you and may I keep you. We'll see you on the next one. Adiós.